Thank you for joining this week's episode of Relentless Pursuit. Let's go. We got another special guest. I am so happy to finally have on Lexi. Let's welcome Lexi. How you doing? Good. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. I believe that God is doing amazing things through Relentless Pursuit. And Let's go. I am so blessed that I get to be a witness to it. Praise God. I'm so excited for you to be here. We, we've, uh, you know, known each other for just a short period of time, but it feels like it's been forever. Yes. You know, because, you know, as my relationship with Mideo went, I went to Houston. And then when I came back, you went to Israel. And so we only really like known about each or I shouldn't say known about each other, known each other for what, six to a year, six months to a year. Yeah. Which is insane how you feel comfortable um, around me. I feel comfortable around you. And we are able to push forward the kingdom of God in this fashion with only a minimal time being able to spend with each other. And that's it's just a testament to to your humility, your availability, and and also you know, the allowing God's word to work through you, which I'm excited to see where we have today. And so we're talking about uh, our testimony, the testimony, the power of your testimony. And so Lex, I my question, first question to you is is what is a testimony? Yeah, I would say a testimony is the revelation of who Jesus is. Mm. And as I was studying, I came across Deuteronomy 19.15, and it says, You must not convict anyone of a crime on the testimony of only one witness. The facts of the case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. So essentially, we are a witness to to Jesus and what he did on that cross, right? Yeah. Because we're we're to bring honor and glory to him. And the fact that we're even sitting here is a testimony. The fact that we can Absolutely. sit here and talk about the goodness of God and just and bring his name into his name into what's to just talk about his name and talk about his goodness yeah. and to remember where he brought us from. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's in a major major factor of where we're going is is god already b- before the foundation of the world he made us right he had us as a thought and and so then we obviously came into the world and even in our sin even in our hurts even in our you know running away from god in our rebellion whatever it may have been even if we were faithful since we were came out the womb whatever his fingerprints are all over our life. And from that, we are able to have an impact for whatever God has in the future, which is, is first off, it speaks volumes about the grace of God. But this next question is, is kind of leads us to that. So what is your testimony? What, what are you willing to, to share with us? Because I know you're very open with your testimony and I know your testimony can help lives and, and, and really impact nations. And so what is your testimony? Yeah. So we can start all the way back till childhood. I actually grew up in a Jewish household. So all I really knew were Jewish traditions, um, going to synagogue. Um, I was not 
bat mitzvah, so I didn't read the Torah, uh, but I did grow up in a religious household. When I was the age of six, I remember my parents were going through one of the first times they were like separated, about to get a divorce, and I had a next door neighbor, and I slept over her house, and the next day, it was Sunday, and they were like, would you like to come to church with us? And the first thing in my mind was, oh my gosh, no, like my mom would (laughs) not let me go. And then her mom was like, you know what, let me just ask your mom, like, let's just see. And I was like, okay, like I was just going with the flow. And then she had called my mom and my mom was like, you know what, sure. And I was shocked because even though I didn't understand, it was like, I knew it was something that was kind of forbidden, so Mm -hmm. to say. So I went to church and I remember just like sitting in the kids class and I heard about the name of Jesus and it was like a light bulb went off. Like it was like this peace that I have never felt before. And I remember going home and I was like, I felt like I was on cloud nine. I was so happy. I felt so much joy. And I, Mm -hmm. I went home and I told my mom and I was like, mom, like we talked about this man named Jesus. (laughs) And she was like, ready to throw off them earrings and fight me. Let's go. And she was like, absolutely not. We do not believe in Jesus. Like he is forbidden. Like we don't talk about him. He's not real and all these things. So as a little girl, I'm really confused. And so I kind of just go about the rest of some childhood, still kind of having that in the back of my thought, but not understanding. And it was like every time I went to synagogue and temple, like he was always at the back of my mind. But I was battling this like the voice of my mom saying he's not real. But then also the 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 peace that I had, it was like. They don't make sense. None of this makes sense. So when I was in middle school, my parents got a divorce and I met your fiance. Let's go. She introduced me to church again. And again, I had to get my mom's permission. And I for sure at this point thought like, no, like she's going to say no. But she she gave me that blessing to go. Wow. So I went and my life, there was a, a point in my life where I was forever changed, and it was when Medea got baptized. I remember I experienced the Holy Spirit for the very first time. I was crying. I was weeping for an hour straight, and I did not understand what was happening, why I was feeling this Mm. way, but all I knew that it was the tangible presence of God. And in the best way possible, my now pastors— they were trying to explain to me that it was the presence of God and not to fear that. Yeah. But they also didn't want to scare me in the fact that, you know, my mom, like, yeah. like that my mom could not let me go back again. But that didn't happen. Praise God. So <laughs> now we fast forward to high school and I met a friend who encouraged me in my faith. And I remember it was a really, really hard time in my life, and I just felt like so hopeless. But she was someone who God used to inspire my faith. And then fast forward to 2021, I came to crossroads in my life where I was severely depressed, I had no hope left. I was done with the partying. I was done with the drinking. I was done with trying to fill my voids in the things of this world. And I remember one night so vividly, I was having a panic attack on my bathroom floor and I just called out to God and I said, I have tried everything in this world. I've tried everything. I have everything I could possibly want. I I had a brand new house. I had a brand new Mercedes. I did end a relationship, but I, I had all the attention that I thought that I wanted. And it wasn't enough. Nothing was enough. So I... Mm 
came and I just called out to God and I said, Lord, if you are real, I need you to transform my life. I need you. Like I, I can't keep living like this. And yeah. that's when my life forever changed. Wow. Wow. So from all of that, I got that Mercedes's are from the devil. Yeah, um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But wow, what a, an amazing testimony. In fact, the the part, what really stood out to me is that your mom said, yeah, for you to go. And mm-hmm. the one time before that, that you went, you came back with all these questions and, and she was ready to throw hands, you know. Right. And that's just, again, like the grace of God was was over your life, even when you didn't know who he was. Like, that's crazy because, I mean, for me, in a a different sense, but also like a radical transformation, was I was in front of Jesus every every Sunday, every Wednesday. I seen him. I knew of him. I My parents raised me in church. But my story took a turn when, because obviously, you know, I wanted to make my own decisions. I was kind of like the rebellious type. Not proud of it, but yeah, me too. <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> but but so I, I was going to church and this one moment it changed my life forever. And that piece that you were saying, how you felt, it was like it was like I was having an anxiety attack mixed with an asthma attack, mixed with choking to death, wow. but at the same time I felt joy, I felt mm-hmm. peace. And it was crazy and and it was just a radical transformation. Like in that moment, it was like, all right, 180 shift. And so I turned all the way around and it was just a crazy transformation. And the two different sides of our story ultimately met up at the one point where we follow Jesus now. And that's just crazy to me. And so my, my next question for you though, is, is how can you allow God to use your testimony to impact people? Mm, That's good. As I was actually studying the word testimony in Hebrew, the Hebrew word for testimony is edut, but the root word is ed, and ed means to do again. So Mm. as I like sat there and I prayed about it, like, God, what does this really mean, like to do again? And the Holy Spirit just revealed to me that like when we share our testimony, we're creating an atmosphere for God to duplicate it again, to do again. So it kind of brought me also to John four thirty nine, and it says many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything I ever did. Then they said to the woman, now we believe mm. not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. Now we know that he indeed is the savior of the world. See, when we come in a place and we're sharing our testimony, others hear the good news of Jesus. Like, I just think about what if the woman at the well never went and told them and and what if they never heard her testimony? Like so many people's lives would not be impacted by the truth of Jesus or the gospel of Jesus or his healings and his miracles. Wow. And also 2 Corinthians 1.4, he comforts all of us in our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. So in a sense, our testimony is not for ourselves, but it's to be able to create a space where God can come and do it again for someone else so Mm. that we can bring others to the feet of Jesus where they can have eternal life with God. They can experience the fullness that God promises a life and life more abundantly through Christ. Wow. Wow. So, so 
our testimony is not for ourselves. And I love that part because the thing about our testimony is, is it's almost like we're ashamed of it. It's almost like we have fear of exposing it in a way. And that's obviously a lie from the enemy. Right. What was the first thing Adam did when he ate the fruit? He hid himself. He mm-hmm. he hid from God. And so we have a tendency to hide our past from the from the world who is currently going through what we went through. Right. And so their brokenness, their hurt, their trauma, their pain is not given an antidote through our story and it's God's fingerprint through our story. And I think that that could speak volumes. Our testimony is not our own. And so my next question is then how can you use your testimony in future experiences of for your life? Mm. When you say that, I think of Revelation 12, 11. We overcome through the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Mm. Like remembering where God brought us from, remembering that He delivered us, that He healed us, that He's not finished with us yet. That, um, you know, to have faith and believe that, like, God— because you did it for me, I believe you're going to do it for someone else. I believe that you're not just stopping here. I believe, God, that I don't have to put you in this box, but you are the God of the impossible. You can do impossible things, even yeah. when it seems like there's situations where I don't know how you can intervene, but to not put God in that box and remember that we serve the God of the impossible. Mm. And also... It gives us authority as believers. It gives us the authority and the power to speak into somebody else's life and say, you know what? I've been in your shoes. I know what you're feeling, but I know someone who can heal all of that. I know the creator of this universe. I know the one who healed me and delivered me, and I believe he's going to do it for you. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, that is crazy. The thing is about, you know, allowing our testimony to help us in the future, I feel like it brings us to a place of humility too. Yeah, It, it brings us to the fact that we are not perfect. Yes. And the only one that is perfect is Jesus. And so now um, through our testimony, we have an opportunity to, like you said, help others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to say, this is what God did for me. Now this is what God can do for you. Right. And just because he did it with me does not limit him to just my God because he's our God. And so the same God that did this miracle for me can also do it for you. And so it, it, yeah, it's just like a, it's almost like a a plan of what not to do and something that's also a springing board of what you can do. Yeah, that's good. And so, yeah. So, so this is my next question for you. And, and I don't mean to, to, to kind of completely come to a halt and do a three or one eighty right here, but How can you misuse your testimony? Mm, That's good. I think religion, we can misuse it in religion, right? Like we're saved by grace, not by works. It says in Titus 3, 5, he saved us not because of our works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, right? And like going Mm -hmm. back to what you said, like we're not perfect. We need Jesus. We need to know that there's nothing that we can do or say for him to love us anymore or to love us any less, right? Like there's, we can get caught up in the doing, 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 but ultimately God wants us to be and to remember. And then also I would say like shame, like see conviction 
comes from God, but condemnation comes from the enemy. Mm -hmm. And when we stay in that place of shame, we want the enemy wants to muzzle our mouths and not tell the goodness of God. But God wants us to speak of what he has done for us again. So he can duplicate that. Yeah. And then, um, I would say like pride, Mm -hmm. maybe like boasting in ourselves, like, Oh, you know what? Like Jesus stepped in for me, but I was the one who had to give up X, Y, and Z, but I was the one who, um, said, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. We may put us making our own selves an idol in the story of what God really did, Mm -hmm. that it was him, that it was only through his grace, through his blood that we are saved, that yeah. And then I would say also not sharing the whole story. And that kind of goes with like that shame. Like when we don't mm-hmm. tell the whole story, we're not telling the full truth of Jesus. We're not exposing yeah. all of that, the darkness into the light. And that's what our testimony does. It, it allows our story to be brought into the light so Jesus can be glorified. Wow. Yeah. There was one okay, so there's a few points that I wanna I wanna hit on real quick is is the religious aspect of it. We can make it we can make our quote unquote testimony our image. Right. And so yeah, a hundred percent I've seen that done it not around me too, is that and I've even had, you know, done it a couple of times or a few times. I shouldn't say a couple because I <laughs> don't want to limit myself. But but we've allowed our testimony to be like Oh, look at me. I'm such a holy Christian. Right. Uh, that That's my testimony because of God, what God did. Not understanding that I, yes, I may be a holy Christian, but that's because I went through the refining process. Right. I went through all the, the crap that I had in my closet. God cleaned it out. And it wasn't through my own actions, my, my own strength. It was because what God did for me. And then you also mentioned the part of pride. One, like, so I have had the pleasure of being around certain pastors that that have really large campuses and large following. And again, like not to boast, but there was one specific time when I was in Bible college, I was around. I actually I won't name. <laughs> I was around this very well-known pastor and I was going to be his armor bearer. I was getting lined up and prepared to be his armor bearer. But the thing God took me out of the, the college and actually COVID happened. That's what happened. So God kind of took me out, (laughs) took me out of the college and I came back to Arizona. Anyways, my point is, is that the only reason I was a part of that and I could have said I was almost an armor bearer wasn't again from my own actions. It was because I had three hours of sleep every night and I was working over whatever amount of hours, 40 plus hours. And I was, it was supposed to be part-time. And I was also a full-time student with also going to church every single day. And so it was one of those moments that they didn't, people don't see the dedication. And sometimes we can forget our dedication in the midst of the process because we've reached a destination, not the destination, but a destination. And we forget the pain that we had to go through. And so that's where that pride can be, you know, pushed back on is if we remember the process. And so, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I just remember so many times when when I've misused my testimony, when I've, you know, done things religiously or pridefully. and, And it's just like, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me for what I've done. And it's just remembering the fact that you are not perfect. You are not God. You may be trying to reach a standard but you can't do it in your own strength mm, that's so good and so so that that is going to lead me to my next question is what is the dangers of hiding your testimony 
Mm. You know, in my circumstance, I'm I'm the potentially one of the only people that I can share the testimony of Jesus with my family. Mm. So there are certain people maybe around me that only through my life they're going to see Jesus. It's only through what I say and how I act and how I reflect Christ that they may see Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's a danger. If I don't bring his name into our conversations, if I don't reflect the character of Christ, they may never see Jesus. Wow. And I actually have a little testimony that I actually do want to share that I wasn't planning on sharing, but Holy Spirit activate. Praise so God. when I was in Israel, I came to this place where they were giving away free New Testaments in Hebrew. And so I took one and I brought it to Florida when I had left Israel and I specifically brought it for my grandpa. And I didn't know how he was going to react to it because, first of all, he is Jewish by blood, but Israel, and I specifically brought it for my grandpa. And I didn't know how he was going to react to it because, first of all, he is Jewish by blood, but by faith he does not believe in a God because of the Holocaust. Mm. So in my mind, I was really scared. Like, I had this fear of man. I had this fear of my grandpa. Like, what if my, gra- what if my grandpa rejects me? What if he hates me? Like, by just sharing the good news of Jesus. But then I had to remember, like, no, God, if you're bringing me to this place, if you have brought me this far in my journey with you and my understanding of you, you are a loving God. You're not going to let that happen to me. So I was praying this whole time that I was in Florida that God would give me an opportunity to give the New Testament to my grandpa. And he's Israeli, by the way. That's why it's in Hebrew. So it'll be a lot easier for him to understand. But I just remember I kept praying and praying like, Lord, just give me an opportunity to speak of your goodness. Like, just give me an opportunity that I can hand him the truth, the good news mm. of Jesus. Come on. And he did. He opened a door for me. And I remember how I was shaking in my boots. Okay, so <laughs> I was just like, Lord, like. Don't let these be my words because it's going to be out of emotion, but let it be out of your spirit. Let it be out of your truth, your word. So I, I remember I handed him the Bible and I just gave him my testimony. I was like, this is what God has done for me. You have, you have seen me from a little girl to now. Like you can see God in my life and how he has moved from the darkest points of my life to the best times of my Mm -hmm. life. So I, I got to give him the gospel and he actually cried and I got to pray over him. And even in, in that moment if he didn't give his life to the lord then he's going to because of that seed that was planted praise god wow see and and that's that's an example of of just the power your testimony could be that there's a there's a scripture that i I feel like pertains to this as to what you said It, it says i plant the seed referring to paul Apollos waters the seed, mm-hmm. but God brings the increase. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the thing is that maybe you were the only Bible that your grandpa would have read. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe your your life, your life experiences, your life transformation, your life consecration is the only Jesus that your grandpa will encounter. Yeah. But sometimes that's just enough. Yeah. The miracles that happen through Paul, through Peter, through, you know, all these people after Jesus are a testament to who Jesus is in their life and working through them. And I think that's so awesome. And so I want to, I want to also leave on this note as we begin to wrap up is in second Timothy, second Timothy one, eight, it says, so never be ashamed 
to tell others about our Lord and do not be ashamed of me either. Even though I am in prison for him with the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. And there are times when our testimony can put us in atmospheres, in circumstances and situations where we feel like we may be in a prison, but do not be ashamed of spreading your news, which is the good news that God has planted in you so that you can spread this gospel. Because God is doing new things, refreshing things in today's generation, just as he did in the Bible. And I truly believe God is raising up a remnant, raising up this, this massive wave of people that are being awakened for to the gospel and awakened by his spirit that is being able to be filled with God's spirit to share their testimony, because that's how we overcome the enemy, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of his testimony or your testimony. And so... Thank you, Lex, for for joining this week's podcast. I thank you so much for coming. I know you live basically across <laughs> the world, but you came. And so I thank you so much. Yes, thank for you coming. so much for having me. I honestly had such an amazing time talking about the power of our testimony. And I pray that everyone listening to this would be encouraged and that they would Share their testimony. Mm. Tell the good news of Jesus. Tell yeah. the tell people in your life what they have done for you and don't stop there, but continue to move and act according to his spirit. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining this week's episode of Relentless Pursuit. Don't forget to like, share, follow, and subscribe to all our social media platforms. We heard an amazing word today, and I thank you for joining, but continue to share this podcast as we spread the gospel through our testimony, through the stories, through the Bible, and through whatever the Lord places on our hearts. We thank you for joining this week. See you guys soon.